Welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the anime podcast that, while the seasons may change, will always be a shame. <laughs> My name is Matt, and I too am ultra-romantic, so ultra-romantic that I have a fun little story real quick that I once got myself cucked by cookies, and I'll explain that later. And I'm Autry, and I also work as a part-timer, but certain people am a devil. Indeed. Alright, so, <laughs> harken back to season zero of Otaku Melancholy, <laughs> where we were recording with mics that that picked up, like, we did barely picked up our voices, and when Craig was like, I slapped it together, here's the episode, uh, <laughs> y'all talk over each other a lot, uh, I didn't feel like editing, goodbye. Basically, our recording process was uh, talking through tin cans on a string. Yep, that was, that was that's season zero for you. Anyways, so we did a trade you at one point, and mm-hmm. it was basically not even really like a fun little, here, try this out, you'll like it. Oh, thanks, you'll like this <laughs> one. It was more of a, ha, 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 eat dirt, you stupid. Here's Himoto. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Well, I know how much you hate Neo Yokio, so here, watch Neo Yokio, and it was basically just both of us just bullying the other person the entire episode. Yeah, we uh, basically took shows that we knew the other would not like and forced them to watch it. And then we thought we would come onto the show and, like, have a big fight out. But it boiled down to, I hate show because of this, this, this reason. Yeah, I see why you would hate her for that. I understand. But I still like this show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that was you. I think, meanwhile, you were like, Himoto is bad. And I said, you're bad. Himoto does this wrong. You do that wrong. Himoto is garbage. No, you're garbage. Stop just quoting douchebag chocolate. Your, get your real opinion out. The whole the whole sum up of that episode was, uh, I would tell you, Umarachan is bad. And you would say, yeah, I know. That's why I like it. I legitimately don't think Umoto is bad, though. <laughs> I think that people who are like it's bad are just memeing. There's no way. There's no way there can be so many of us unless, of course, we're all just idiots and <laughs> playing up to memes. There's no way that a hive mind like that can exist. Anyways, uh, so we're doing another trade you, and this time we actually picked out shows we wanted the other person to watch and that we thought they would like. Um, I basically traded Audrey Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 1. And I traded Matt Devil is a Part-Timer Season 1, which is very appropriate because... Both of those shows are getting their next season very soon. In fact, at the time of recording, Kaguya-sama <laughs> Season 3 is out right now. I was literally waiting for Audrey to come into the uh, to come into the chat, and I kept refreshing the Crunchyroll page for Kaguya-sama. And then finally I said, it's not going to happen. And then right before we recorded, I refreshed it again, and it was out, and I said, ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, angry monkey sounds. Bangs, bangs fists on on desk. <laughs> Ooks even louder. Happy chemical starts flowing. Beats screeches chest. at cat. <laughs> Goes and grabs banana. Realizes still has to record podcast. Sad ook noise. Returns to monk. 
returns back to man. <laughs> Sadness returns when you return back to man. Anyways, yeah, so we kind of did this, and I think I think it turned out pretty well. Mm? No spoilers, but the uh, if you if you know if you know me, you know how much I love Kaguya Sama. So this will be fun to talk with. But we're going to talk about uh, the Devils first, and then Kaguya. And before we even do that, we're going to do some check-ins. Ooh. What have you been doing, Andre? Well, I've been on my vacation, and uh, it's been going pretty well. But the curse, uh, as it always does, came back where I have. Nothing but time on my hands, and now I lack for motivation to do things that I actually want to do. But yeah, uh, yeah, as it goes, a whole library of games on Steam, but nothing to play. That's that is the that is the constant issue, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think it's from uh, like decision paralysis or decision fatigue, where I just have so many things to do. I cannot pin down which one I actually want to do. Yeah, I I feel that too. It, it's like, especially if it's not just, you know, you're going through Steam. It's also you're having, like, other uh, other interests. Yeah. Because that's what I st- struggle with, too, now that work is like, you're going to be doing the 60-hour work weeks until this happens. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I either have to decide to do this or this for my two hours. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. And then I just, in indecisiveness, just scroll on my phone for two hours and regret my life. <laughs> I want to yeah. get back into Gunpla real quick, but my uh, work table is cluttered to all hell. And, uh, I just got that set up with like uh, with other hobby stuff, so I don't want to take it down, put up Gunpla stuff, and uh, you know, maybe not get interested. Oh, exactly right. Because Gunpla is kind of one of those things that if you build a master grade, then that's basically that's basically a two week, possibly a week or possibly two week long project. Yeah, that's my whole fucking vacation. I'm still working on the uh, GM Sniper Two. I still got to do the legs and the weapons, but goddamn, it's... you've been doing that s- sniper for like a year now. I have not touched it because the last time I tried it, I was so tired. I wanted it to be done. I've gone mm-hmm. on to like some high grades and SD kits because I can get them done quickly. Right. I mean that that's kind of the gunpla, the nature of the gunpla. If you go through the master grades, the higher grade stuff, you know, real grades especially, real grades. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, you know, because that's so much detail and so much work for something that's just a, you know, that's so small. Mhm. And don't even get me started on perfect grades. Oh, perfect grades. Goodbye a month of my life. Mm-hmm. I did one master grade, and <laughs> it it took me almost two and a half weeks. And it was an ordeal. I became a different person by the end of it. But once I displayed that thing, I felt like a champion. And I hate that it broke at one point. Yeah. Because I, I really want to rebuild that master grade in particular just because... It, it you know it was one of my favorite Gundams from, <laughs> and it was literally from Build Fighters. And it's the only reason I like Build Fighters so much is because of Rinko. <laughs> yeah, I think your first ever kit was that Rinko uh, high grade. Yeah, the 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 waifu build. Mm-hmm. It was very cute. I don't know where that has gone. 
but it can, uh, it can always be nice to redo just because I've gotten more experience and know what not to do now. Mm-hmm. Some fun news that you and other Gunpla fans might be excited for in the uh, in the southeast. Uh, Hobbytown, USA in Kennesaw, Georgia is being uh, taken up as a Gunpla flagship store in the Ooh. next upcoming weeks. Ooh, I have not built a gun plug in three years, but yeah. I'm excited regardless. And it's nearby. Don't have you can like go into the store experience and instead of it just being one shelf, it's oodles. Oodles of shelves to look at. I looked up Kennesaw and the first thing that popped up was multiple police shooting involved in Kennesaw. Mm. Alright, cool. Yeah, I'll go to Kennesaw. <laughs> hey, you win, you win. Oh, no, northwest of Georgia. Yeah, that that checks out. And uh, Jeez. so Gunplot trip soon. I'm all I'm always heading to Atlanta just to go buy my stupid weed things. <laughs> I might as well make a stop for a gunpla. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm spending time at Emily's and I'm playing on our PlayStation, playing some Bloodborne, and uh promptly getting my ass kicked. It sounds about right for Bloodborne. Can you but guess? You know there is a mm-hmm. there's there is a tip though to be better at Bloodborne, and it's called getting good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to take a guess of which weapon I started with? I don't know. Dude. I don't know. It's been so long since I've played Bloodborne. Uh, there's the like the switch axe looking thing, which looks like a big rustic cleaver. Yeah. There's the sword that can be sheathed into a giant ass hammer. And then there's the cane that can uh, whip out into a whip. Ooh, it sounds you sound like a you sound like a cane. <laughs> I did. I took the yeah, cane because I mean... it's fucking snazzy. I'm gonna hit you with a little bit of the whip now, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You don't get whipped. It's also got a fucking pimp and move set, like switching from whip to cane. You just. Mm. Put it the whip below you and smack it against the ground and and uh, it snaps into the cane form. Ooh, I think I chose sword. I can't remember, but I think I chose sword. Mm-hmm. I'm very basic though, so yeah, sword sounds about right. <laughs> but yeah, bloodborne is hard because I'm a natural tank, which is how I got through <laughs> Dark Souls, and that does not work in bloodborne. Oh, uh, little girl can't have her shield. There oh, is no shield. There's no shield. You actually have to get out of the way of the attacks. Oh, no. He says never having even, like, played <laughs> but more than an hour of Bloodborne, but, you know. <laughs> uh, but it's told that, like, playing Bloodborne and actually getting good at Bloodborne is the key to getting good at all the Soulsborne games because that's the uh, dodge and hit mechanics mm-hmm. and strategy you get in Bloodborne is how you're meant to play all the Soulsborne games. Op- like, yeah. Optimal- optimally for fun and enjoyment. Whereas- this is The person who's told you that that's fun has probably got like a beard <laughs> down to like the bottom of their neck. Yeah, I'm sure that they think that's fun, but uh, oh fun yeah, is what you make Linux. it. Oh yeah, they use Linux. Oh yeah. Fun is what you make it. <laughs> There's nothing more engaging than having to make an operating system work for you, than having to write pseudo, 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 and a whole paragraph of code 
just to make your graphics cards be accepted by your machine. <laughs> God, what a miserable experience trying to plug in Linux to a fresh computer. Yeah, I use yeah, I love Dark Souls. How could you tell? He says running Linux. <laughs> um I don't know if Dark Souls even runs on Linux. They just fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is that it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. No hate to anyone who uses Linux, just uh stay away from me. Do not <laughs> do not talk to me. I am fine with Windows because it works. It just works. I don't care that I get that if I so much as just download one little single file that's like, hey, whoa, I'm going to delete random files. My Windows goes, I can't work anymore. <laughs> I can't do it. That file was the most important file ever. But what does that file do? I don't know, Jerry, but I can't do anything without it. Yeah, yeah. Windows is a good choice for sure. Mm -hmm. I say having struggles with my Windows lately, but you know, whatever. I appreciate Linux. I wish I could learn it, but I like Windows because it's hassle-free for the most part. Mm -hmm. Until you get bombarded with, upgrade to Windows 12 or we won't let you connect to the internet. Yeah, fuck that shit. Piracy, yeah. bitch. Yo, ho, ho. <laughs> I did it for Windows 8. I'll do it for Windows 10 again. Uh, not that <laughs> I endorse piracy. Check out our episode on piracy and streaming. Uh, that thing is so old now. You know what? I endorse piracy. Whatever. <laughs> Screw it. We're living in anime monopoly. Whatever you want to do is fine. <laughs> I'm not going to publicly endorse it, but you know where I stand. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the whole fact that Crunchyroll recently said you have to sub to watch new episodes, which is something they had not done ever before mm -hmm. until this whole big conglomeration happened, really makes this whole thing just go, you know what? Screw it. Do whatever you want. If they're going to say you can't have anime when they've said you could have anime before, then um, you know what that is? That is some capitalistic bullshit. Mm -hmm. Anyways, go. what I have been doing... Um, so, I, I've obviously complained about it in the Attack on Type episode about my 60-hour work weeks. Yeah. But I had two days off, and I ma I maximized that uh, that day off. Mm -hmm. I have been basically binge-reading all this manga that I have acquired because, uh, you know, serotonin and also these extra hours, so disposable income. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm about four, technically eight volumes into 20th Century Boys, which was done by Naoki Urasawa. Is it now Kiyosawa or is it Urakawa? I'm going to be it wrong and then somebody's going to like hunt me down and I deserve it. Urasawa. I was right. Why did I ever doubt myself? I'm always right. <laughs> Anyways, and it's been really good. Uh, also, the mangaka of Monster mm -hmm. and uh, 20th Century Boys has been such a wild ride. I absolutely love it. It's never been adapted into an anime. It's been adapted into a live action film, so who cares? Mm hmm. But uh, it's it's such an enjoyable read. And every time I think I know where the plot's going, it says, no, the plot is not going there. You're wrong. And it's so consistently entertaining, and I absolutely love it. And now I'm, I read the first uh, few chapters of Monster, and I said, dang, can this man do any wrong? He just <laughs> he just knocks manga out of the park. And so I have since also ordered every single manga of his I can find, just because he's just got such a way with his, his, his manga. It's unbelievable. So if you and... were to recommend one for me and other like not usual manga readers which one would you recommend i think because monster is an anime you know i would just you could probably just say watch the anime because 
there's probably some enhancements that the manga needs, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do recommend wholeheartedly recommend 20th Century Boys. Okay. If you like the sort of storytelling where it starts, it's a slice of life and it morphs into something malevolent. It's kind of got that vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it's just a really nice sort of, um, the characters are closer to our, well, actually they're not, which I guess is weird. They're older than us, so they're actually about, you know, adult adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to sneeze. So, like, people who have accepted that their lives are already crumbled, which is cool. Because me too, thanks, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? So it's a really good read, and I really recommend it. Like, you know, you're in Barnes & Noble, pop in, read a couple chapters. It's it's good stuff. Yeah. And anime-wise, I recently decided that I'm just going to blaze through Genshiken, which I have seasonals to watch, but I'm just like, eh, eh, I'll do it, I'll get there. Now, Matt, you know that we have the episode coming up, and you can't be slacking. Oh, my God, I don't want to hear it from you. How many have you finished? Yeah. I finished one. Oh, yeah. Well, I finished three. Not too far behind. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You are literally behind by like 24 episodes. That's all right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, so I've been blazing through Genshiken, an older anime from 2004. Uh, I love the manga, have the manga, and I said, you know what, I'll just watch the anime for this because I really did enjoy it. It's about a uh, a college otaku club. <laughs> And it's, you know, uh, maybe I'll just make, you know what, screw it. People are going to hate me regardless of what I do. I might as well make them hate me forever. (laughs) So I finished, obviously, my dress up darling. And I I like my dress up darling. But I said, you know what, I want something jaded and cynical about people who like anime. None of this sparkly, I'm so hot and you're so attractive crap. Mm -hmm. I want ugly otaku (laughs) talking about the transition in anime and manga and them talking about how they don't want to go out in the sunlight. I want that. I don't want this cute, attractive, I like anime, ooh, ooh, crap. I want, I like anime, ooh. I want people who just revel in their own filth and say the manga was better. (laughs) As he buys the Blu-ray edition of the anime he says he hates. Literally, that's one of the characters. He's like, it's not a very good show, he says, continuing to watch it. And another character who is just literally welcomes people to his room that's covered in filth. And he says, ha 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 ha, you wish you could live like me. <laughs> these are the, these are my these are more my people than Marin will, Marin will ever be. Mm-hmm. Marin, whatever. I'm going to get their name wrong. Just hate me. I don't care. So I decided to just blaze through that. And I'm on season two now, and I've been enjoying it. It's, uh, you know, the best thing is in life are not actually watching anime or reading books, but watching anime about watching anime and reading books about reading books. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite. Video games about video games? Oh, where you at? Movies about making movies? Hello? Welcome to my butthole. <laughs> I'll welcome you in gladly. So that's, that's kind of what I'm at now. And, you know, catching up on my seasonals. And video game-wise, uh, I've been playing Digimon uh, Cyber Sleuth. Oh, nice. How's that been going? <laughs> you remember what we were talking about? And I said, I don't know who any of these Digimon are. <laughs> yeah. It's gotten to that point even worse. It's like, you got a Nyan Nyan Mon. And I said, whoops, did you have a Nyan Nyan Mon? 
And then it was like, you got Suchi Garokomon. And I said, who is Suchi Garokomon? These are made up, except Nyaman, I think, is real. And it's a little tiny blue cat. And you're like, damn, and I thought Pokemon was run out of, running out of ideas. It's like, you must battle Omowari no Tumogachi Mon. And I said, why are you making stuff up? <laughs> why can't why are you just why can't we just have Fire Mon and and in Lizard Mon and like Metal Lizard Ultra Final Form Killer of Worlds Mon? Let's get it back to basics, Digimon. You know what I would like to see in Digimon? Po- uh, Pokemon. Yeah, okay. 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 And that's basically it for me. We've talked a l- I've talked we've talked enough about ourselves. Let's talk about some anime. And on that sour note of a failed joke, let's move on. To the devil is a part timer. <laughs> Alright, but not but not related because not a failed joke. Uh Devil's a part timer released in uh let me pull up my note spring. 2013 by mm-hmm. Studio White Fox. It released at the same time as the first season of Attack on Titan. The wow. first season of My Love Romantic Comedy is Wrong Snafu 2 Ultra Instinct. Ore no Imoto ga Konai wa Kawai Wake ga Nai Season 2. Railgun Season 2. Carnival. The Flowers of Evil. A lot of stuff here. And- Just a lot of stuff. This is the same studio that did Steins Gate, ReZero, Goblin Slayer, Katanagatari, which is not related to the Monogatari series. Written by the same author, Bozooper. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you thought they were unrelated. <laughs> well, is yeah, it the okay. same canon? I mean, in Monogatari, shut the fuck every- up. everything is canon in Monogatari. <laughs> shut up. Don't try to lecture me. <laughs> All right, so dang. So I watched this anime. Uh, when did I? Let me look at my. Watched it. Oh, back in June 2013. So not long after it came out. And. Uh, what? I said, dang, dang, an expletive to a a, a a note, surprise, and or pain, and possibly confusion. <laughs> and, I cannot say what drew me into it at that young of an age like that young of an age I was in fucking college what am I talking yeah. about but there was something that really clicked about having the this character who is the demon lord and he's suddenly brought into our world and he just has to survive he gets a part time job and he's he's just very chill about it yeah, he almost seems to revel in working at Wick. What is it, McDonald's? McRonald's. McRonald's. Yeah, McRonald's. This was the first time I saw like the uh, the big brand offshoot. Like we always have McDonald's or or Wackdonald's or McDougal's, but then Mc- Wick- McRonald's yeah. and Kentucky Fried Kentucky Chicken. Fried Chicken. Kentucky <laughs> Fried Chicken is the stupidest <laughs> thing ever. Get some SFC. <laughs> Gosh, I don't even like that acronym. SFC sounds like some sort of like bondage club. It sounds like a sports team. Welcome back to the SFC. <laughs> the Super Fighting Championship. Ooh. I mean, this could happen. Yeah. So, 
This was a very fun show for me, and I've been waiting ever so long for a season two since 2013, and almost 10 years later, we finally got it. And when we finally got to this trade I've been thinking about this one for a while for us to do a trade yeah. So what did you think about Devil is a Part-Timer? Uh, so preliminary, I, I went in with high hopes because everybody does say, you know, how great the show is. Mm-hmm. Um, and lately I've been kind of reverting to Mal to get a little bit of a general consensus of what is and what isn't going to really work for me. Mostly because, um, I've realized that anything above a 7.5 on Mal is basically a masterpiece and everything below it is garbage and trash, <laughs> except Oremoe Motogakonaikoai Wakaganai. Because that's got a six point ninety six, which is sixty nine point six point nine six, which is nice, nice, nice. But I saw that at a seven point seven eight, and I said, you know what? That's probably going to be a really good anime. It's probably going to be niche, and it's probably going to have moments that I'm not going to really resonate with. But I know it's going to be really good. And I watched it, and the first half that had to be in the first half. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie, but then when I guess. It became more about the other world interfering with the regular world. Yeah. You know, that's when I was losing a lot of steam. I will and... admit that uh, it has been a very long while since I've watched this. I did not uh, go back and rewatch this for the episode. Mm. But I vividly remember the first half, and even looking through the synopses, I barely remembered the second half. Yes, that is exactly the sentiment I have. The premise is, like you described it, basically the demon lord Satan has uh, conquered into Isla mm-hmm. with his demon demons, and then the hero Amelia comes up and says, stop it, get some help. And so Satan retreats into the human world, and the first bits are really funny as they have to adapt because they come out of the human world going all like, Hornal Sawano, Vubi Dagano, and everyone's like, stop speaking simlish. <laughs> and then they kind of have to adapt and they eventually learn how to they live in a little boarding home where the owner of the boarding home is obviously letting on isn't letting on all she knows mm-hmm. and their slice of life antics are super hilarious it's very funny to see the characters like just roll into their new positions in life like uh, his lieutenant uh, Shiro was it? Um, the lieutenant's name is oh Alcio. Yeah, it, it is Shiro, but he calls him Ashia a lot. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. He he gets right into like being the uh, the house chef and worrying about it, it gets into like the Satama zone where he's always getting coupons and looking for deal days at the market, and it's like stop wasting food that was half our paycheck. Yeah, and it's really their dynamic with uh with Mal is it's one of the best things of the show, mm-hmm. and it kind of when they start introducing um Lucifer, yeah, that's when things start going down because all Lucifer does is I'm a neat hey hey hey, <laughs> and then it just reverts to a Shiro just going hey stop doing neat things, which I don't know it didn't really resonate with me as much as Mal just being like my bike. Yeah. It was crushed. And what does he call it? His Dulahan? Yeah, his Dulahan. 
<laughs> he it's really funny it's a really funny show when mal is being a demon lord mm-hmm. in the real world and then when he kind of just slides into acceptance and just goes we need to take the fight to them <laughs> and it becomes more of an over eager character working at the mcronald's that's when things kind of fall flat yeah he's in what a assistant manager position at the end of the show he becomes an assistant manager yeah and during big events like uh what is it Christmas where or they're doing like a promotional thing with multiple stores uh Mal just uses his demon lord gusto and his uh strategic brilliance and his charisma to energize his McRonald's workers to become very uh, the most efficient store yeah we will go <laughs> out and serve all of these customers <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's really, it's really, a, it's really a fun show. And the best thing about it with those first six episodes was uh, his coworker Chio. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh! I was like, I'm in love with this girl. I am absolutely in love with her. Her, her, her sentimentalities are just relatable. Where she's just struggling all the time, and I'm mm-hmm. like, me too. Thanks. Plus, she's got, uh, she's got passive mucking fitties, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> I'm saving that one thank you yeah you're welcome <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that well I mean like I said I said I see you have uh, she's got that short hair and she's got you know her, her anime cheesecake and I said alright all right, you have my attention I see what you're doing here and plus she's super adorable and it's like I don't care that Mal's the demon lord I love him mm-hmm. but daddy I love him <laughs> and it's just it's it's really fun and then at the end of the first episode we come across Amelia uh, who is I also hmm? I hate her oh, who's also in the same situation she got stuck and is taking up a job at a call center and uh, is a, partially a oh. bit more well off than Mao and uh, and Ashia, which is uh, <laughs> it's funny to see them like be so antagonistic when literally, literally all she has is an umbrella. I think that's her holy sword disguised as an umbrella. Yeah, I mean Amelia. Uh, I'm just gonna call her Amy. Emmy. Yeah. Emmy. She's an interesting sort of addition. Uh, there's this game called Dinkeki Bunko Fighting Climax or something that's on your phone, mm-hmm. and she's the representative of this anime of this show. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I, "There's no girls in this show. It's just the devil." <laughs> but now I'm kind of seeing more of her, and I, I just don't like her no. because it's kind of is. Well, I like Chio, and I like her with the devil. You know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Chiho X Satan. Mm-hmm. And they're, the show kind of paints Emmy as being the reluctant. Uh, oh, I do like him. Mm-hmm. Which I don't like. Because Chiho's over there just being a full on. I love him. Yeah. I love him. I don't care if he eats the souls of the innocent. Which, you know, I guess is also kind of the struggle of Emmy, too, because she's realizing that maybe the devil isn't a bad person. Mm-hmm. Just maybe just bad PR. Yeah. But they, he did. His army did kill her dad. So it's not like it's weird that she hates him. It's not unreasonable. It's just the extent. Because do you really think this dude who's over here having shenanigans in fast food is really the person who said, "Yeah, just kill all those people"? Mm-hmm. 
after you see people like Lucifer who are easily seduced by power and people who just come in through the portal who are like on your own side who are doing the same things where they're manipulating the perspective to work for their betterment. Mm -hmm. So I just don't like Emmy because of that. It does have one of those struggles that a lot of these, I guess this is technically an isekai. Yes. uh, That a lot of isekai slice of life have is that the, uh, the back plot tends to weed its way in, uh, weed its way in and tends to be way too complicated for what it needs to be. Mm. Oh, the other world. The fantasy world is starting to come back into uh, uh, the human world. But, oh, we, the, some of the heroes are corrupt. They're conniving against it, the hero Emmy. They're ha- they have their own goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it's a good perspective to have. I'm not, I don't want to, like, naysay mm-hmm. and say that I don't get Emmy as a character. I just don't like her as a character. Yeah. It would be better if there was more of a connection between like our heroes Malsama trying to get back to his world but he's also having a pretty good time you know managing a or a assistant managing a McRonald's instead <laughs> assistant of to the manager <laughs> instead of the world coming back into uh, the human world because the player characters are not progressing the story enough so the dm is having to move the story along at uh, at their own pace that's literally what this is mal is just i work another shift at mcronald's he's like you want to go find a portal no i want to go take my other shift uh jared <laughs> said he can't come in today and so the dm is just throws his hands up says a portal opens up evil people come out of it he's mm-hmm. just like i continue to work my shift says he attacks the mcronald's and it's just oh no he doesn't yeah, the DM story is all about this this heroic war against the demon lord. And then the player character says, I want to start up a shop. Mm-hmm. It's just but hey, those are the best those are the best campaigns, are they not? I don't know. I've never been a part of one. Mm-hmm. Wait, yes, I have. I literally had this one person when I play when I DM'd who spent used their character's turn to go masturbate, and I had to go find out what kind of perks they could get for masturbating. Do you remember that? Do you remember that, Audrey? Remember um, who that was? Who used their dwarf with the hand axe to go uh, masturbate in a bedroom while there was a fight downstairs? Gosh, I can't remember what their name was. Excuse me, I did not masturbate. You did masturbate. No, I didn't. You did. Did I? You literally, you did, you did, because I, you were like, they were having a, they were, you remember it was because they had the shokugeki downstairs, and you were like, there's nothing for me to do here. I go upstairs and relieve myself. What the hell is a shokugeki? Like, it was that food fight they had, you know, where they had the, I don't remember who it was, but two of our players were um having a food food off, like a, a, a was, cook off. Was this a stealth mission in the mansion? It was a stealth. It was a stealth mission that you did, mm-hmm. and then I don't remember. I think it was Lucas and John who just barged in, and then they were like, "We challenge you to a cook-off. Oh, and I, yeah, it started to come back. Now I was in like the the uh, the big dude's fancy bed. Yeah, and I was like, Haha, "I jizz on his sheets. He's <laughs> gonna hate that." 
Yeah, everybody else is like, we're going to go find out this information. You're like, he's going to hate it when I f- he finds out I nutted on his bed. Okay, it's starting to come back now. Yes, I do remember this. Yeah, I, I remember that too. You masturbated at my campaign. No, I didn't. Oh, wait, yes, I did. <laughs> me learning that you're supposed to always say yes as a DM. I masturbate on the bed. Sure, yes. I challenge them to a cook-off. Sure, yes. I kill the I kill the important NPC. Sure, why not? I just just resignedly puts up hands. Do whatever you want. Are y'all having fun? I'm not. I don't care about my story anymore. Oh. Anyways, uh, yeah. So that's basically <laughs> this story. Um. Uh, I guess the the kind of the uh, the one thing that you could take away is that bringing it back to D and D is that Emmy uh, is just pure lawful, lameful good, mm-hmm. lawful always, stupid. Yeah, it's always so lawful stupid, and then it's this contradicts your your beliefs. Just walks in the closet, pulls out. I'm true neutral now. <laughs> Meanwhile, Satan. <laughs> Over here is chaotic good, where he does what he does good things, but his means are not always the the best in the world. Mm-hmm. But he does always end up being a great person and helping out for the betterment of humanity, even though he should not be doing that. Some of it does By get also. incredibly baffling, like when the uh, the earthquake happened pretty early on and the bridge collapsed, and he gets his power through other people's fear, so he got. A lot of fear, absorbed all that as power, turned into a big old fuck-off minotaur-looking dude, mm-hmm. and lo- lifted up the bridge and saved people, and there's not much of an explanation as to why, it's just uh, kind of left to us to believe that, oh, well, I guess he just innately cares about other people now. Yeah, well, I think that's also what the plot will eventually come into, is that the devil is not a bad guy. He's You're not a bad guy. You're just bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's basically where I think it's going to go. Or it's going to be uh, this demon lord that you enacted has been doing all these evil things you didn't know about it. And he's like, do I? Yeah. I just thought everybody didn't want me because they didn't want me to be uh, their demon lord because they were racist. <laughs> yeah, it might turn into uh, that story beat where... He was. He never was a bad guy. Just misunderstood. Yeah, which lame. But yeah, okay. I I do think one of the things that in the second half that really just law that you know because why I think the second half is so forgettable is because it just becomes a by the numbers sort of experience. And one of the things that there's the the obligatory bikini episode where they go to the water park. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the devil is just there to work, but everybody else goes there to show off their bikinis, <laughs> including Suzuno, who I forget existed. She is so irrelevant to me. Oh, is it, she yeah. the blue hair one? Yeah, she's the one who is very who dresses in ye old Japanese. I like that though. Yeah, it's cute, but she's basically just there being super nice because she wants you know to infiltrate and get them. Mm-hmm. But they have the scene where these crocodiles get released into the water because monk. <laughs> and the devil comes up and he's like, I'm going to use this fear to manipulate the crocodiles. And I said, why don't you just kill him? 
<laughs> Why don't you, I thought he was with the way he was saying it. I thought he was about to drop lightning and make these these things explode. Mm-hmm. But no, he just brought them into their cages. And I said, "Man, that's not really that's not really devil lord money of you." <laughs> but yeah, the classic uh, bikini episode where Emmy is like, oh, "I'm wearing my bikini," and then a uh, test of mucking fitties just trying to trying their goddamn best and not burst out of the Hoover Dam of her. Her bra or her uh, bikini. Goodness gracious! Why, like, it's always I'm always like, yes, these are good boobs <laughs> until the beach episode comes, and then I'm like, girl, girl, those aren't boobs; those are tumors, and you got you got stage four cancer. <laughs> cancer in your back, cancer in your chest, <laughs> cancer on your house, cancer on your family, cancer on your cow. yeah but i was like okay let's calm down a little bit we don't have to be we don't have to be horny on our main and our alt we could just (laughs) be on our main so and i kind of was kind of losing it a little bit at that point because anime boobs be too big sometimes they just be too big yeah ever since monu hicken show never the same Never the same. That's never really forget. Tr- never remember. There's various points in your life where you knew you became a different person after you experienced it, and mine was literally mine. You he can show. I just cannot look at boobs the same way. Mm-hmm. Go listen to the episode now. <laughs> Overall, I really liked where the show was going in the first half. Again, the addition of Lucifer, who is just literally, "Mommy, can I have Gamu?" No, we do not. We cannot afford Gamu. I buy Gamu anyway. Yeah. And then it. And then it's. Oh, you buying Gamu? It also kind of makes it too easy with him having access to the internet, where mm-hmm. the other two are like, "Oh, we have a problem. What? What do we do?" And then Lucifer is like, "I found this on the internet." Yeah, he, he basically boils down to he kind of becomes a deus ex machina in some regards. I bought, what was it? I bought trackers and put them in e- their purses. <laughs> and it's, yeah, okay. Where the fuck are you get this money, boy? Believable? Yeah, where you get this money? I say, boy, I say now, you know what? Spending money's gonna get you, it's gonna get you some poverty. <laughs> and plus the, the villain of the second half, uh, the manager of the Kentucky Fried Chicken is just not a good antagonist. Mm-hmm. It's like they they try to make this um they try to make this plot point of who is this mysterious assassin? Who is this mysterious angel? And it's like, dude, you got five characters. I wonder who it could be. <laughs> it's the big dude. It, it's, it's, it's the creepy dude with sunglasses. Who could have seen that happening? Oh, wow. Amazing. And so the, the plot doesn't... The stand re- user could be anyone. Meanwhile, the guy in, in literal fashion wear. <laughs> Meanwhile, the dude in a three-piece suit that's pink and green who's wearing a hat that's the size of Idaho going, hmm, Mr. Jolster, <laughs> would you like to play game? It's that can't be the stand user. He just wants to play games, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Stop being racist. This is Egypt. That's just the fashion. But yeah, the second again, the second half this doesn't hit at all for me. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Like the first half I was binging through, I was like, this is so much fun. The humor is so great. But then when it, I, I think I can pin the moment that it really started to slip for me. And that was when they went to school. Yeah. <laughs> when they went to the school. And everything after that, just while it had its moments of fun and, you know, it maintained the same sense of humor and there were moments of legitimate glee, it just never reached the peaks of those first four or five episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a shame because maybe what I wanted wasn't, you know what this is uh, we talked about i talked about this with um on the yu haka show episode where earthworm was kind of explaining how tagashi the mangaka of yu haka show kind of had to change his style mm-hmm. because of editorial decisions and i maybe Sama kind of hit that same thing you know the light novel where they said there's not enough fighting could be mm-hmm. and yeah, that's just my perspective that's just my thoughts I mean, as much as we like to think and hope that good art preserves on its own, uh, they have to align with market sensibilities. Yeah. I mean, it is still something that has to be consumed by people. So, you know, you might have to shift the story. Maybe this was the author's original intention all along. Mm -hmm. But this, just as it slipped into the second half and it became more of a the other world slipping in. Oh, scary. And that's not a necessarily 100% a bad thing because some of the fights were really cool. Mm-hmm. The massive explosions at the end of episode 12, I said, I do love me a good missile barrage. But then when it became episode 13 again and it was, I done bought all these things and got scammed. <laughs> that's when I, I, I found the episode to just be back to what I enjoyed but unfortunately, the, that episode also felt really weird because mm-hmm. it was, what is the point of this episode? You know? Yeah. So, what would you say your final thoughts and score is for Devil is a Part-Timer? And are you excited for season two? Um... My final score for Devil is a Part-Timer was originally going to be... It was originally going to be a 7.5. But then they had a beach episode, so I have to deduct it back to (laughs) 6.5. But 6.5 feels too low for the show for all the fun I did have in it. You know? Yeah. So I think it is a hard 7 for me. It doesn't you know, it is not something that I necessarily will ever revisit season one. I probably, you know what? I never revisit anime. I just keep tatakaying forward. <laughs> I never go back. So I, even under normal circumstances, I would never revisit this, but I had fun while I was watching it. And I think it is indeed good. I think it's good. The top review on Mal would let you think it's a five out of five, but it is not. It is a solid seven. It it comes in with a unique premise. It's funny. Mal is very likable as a main character, even if he does kind of borderline that kind of self-insert fantasy where he's at times like, 
I must be nice because <laughs> I'm a light novel protagonist. Mm-hmm. But it is a very fun show at moments, and I think it's I think it's good. I I will watch I will watch season two, but that's mostly because I have to. I know that <laughs> you're gonna advocate for it to be our season, one of our seasonals. Mm-hmm. And I I'm it's, I'm interested in seeing what ha- what becomes of it, well, or where the story goes. Yeah. Well, it has been a while since I've watched this, and I have firm fond memories of the first half, while the second half, uh is wavering at best, mm-hmm. which is not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when I watched this and reviewed and uh, scored it back in 2013, I gave it an 8 because mm-hmm. it was. I thought it was very good. And I still think so to this day because it does the whole th- idea of, oh, powerful magic user in human world has to get job, it does that premise very well for both the heroes and the villains. Or, mm-hmm. And however you flip that as being whoever the protagonist and antagonist is. Mm-hmm. And I will probably have to rewatch it fully for season two because I do not remember what the hell was going on at the very end. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say that my score has dropped down a bit from a firm eight to a soft eight. Which, soft eight. Which is indistinguishable from one another on a rigid score like my anime list, but you heard it here, so you know the <laughs> truth. I do know the truth, don't I? Yeah. I do know the truth. If you it is it, this really is kind of the thing where I think if you rewatched it, you might change your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But as we get older and we watch more anime, you see more of what you like and what you don't like. You're obviously your tastes are going to be changing. So yeah. it's okay if you watch a show and your score goes down because hey, maybe you were just in the right place when you watched that anime. But next show will always get a solid score for Matt. I don't care where you are. Before we go over to that real quick, what'd you think about the OP for uh, Devil's Part-Timer? I skipped it every time. Damn. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, never mind then. I Okay, listen. <laughs> I didn't vibe with the OP. The ED I did I did bop with. Oh, yeah? And it, Yeah, I did like the ED a lot, but the OP just didn't hit with me. It sounded kind of uh, generic. Mm. I mean... It's, that's just my take on it. I'm not a mus- I'm not a musician anymore. After I took an arrow to the <laughs> knee, yeah, I but, did find it weird how the first episode OP was more of like a slideshow, mm-hmm. and then all the ones, all the episodes after that had the actual OP. Hmm. Well, it could it, it could just be who knows production issues. Mm-hmm. They said, "Oh dang, we don't have our OP ready." <laughs> Flying by the seat of their damn pants. Mm. So, next up on our trade ya is Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 1. Our Kaguya-sama wa Kokaru Setai Tensai Tachi no Rinai Zunosen. And in a stark difference from our last one, 
Uh, this one came out in winter of 2019 by Studio A1 Pictures. Uh, you know who A1 Pictures is. We don't need to go into that. Fun fact, though. Season 3 is airing of Kaguya-sama right now alongside uh, the, the Rising of the Shield Heroes Season 2. They aired in the same season of winter 2019. <laughs> that is funny. Alongside The Promised Neverland, Mob Psycho 100 Season 2, Dororo, the quintessential quintuplets, d- domestic girlfriend. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, my roommate is a cat, and that's all you really need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we give a quick synopsis of Devil's a Part-Timer? We did. Okay. So, I'll give a quick synopsis of Kaguya. In this school full of prestigious young students who are destined to become leaders of industry and nobility, of modern nobility. We have two of the best of the best. Kagura, Kaguya Shinugi, Shinomiya Kaguya, who is the daughter of the uh, president of the Shinomiya company, who basically owes, owns every industry and every company in the eastern seaboard. Mm-hmm. And the president of the student council, Shirogane Miyuki who is not really given much uh, premise into, but he has worked his way up and has definitely earned his position and strives to maintain it. Mm-hmm. And these two love each other a lot, but there's a dynamic to love. If you admit your love to someone else, you have, six, you have uh, submitted your position under them. So now these two, Miyuki and Kaguya, are battling each other to try and get the other one to confess to them. <laughs> that and, is that that's Kaguya. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's a very good premise because it does such a good twist on the romance genre and makes it into kind of a strategic battle anime. Mm-hmm. And it gives a wonderful explanation on why these two characters cannot just be open with each other and just resolve the whole show in a single moment, it's because their honor is on the line. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is my this is I gave this to you. This is one of my favorite anime. This is one of my favorite manga. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it, it's one of my favorites. Uh, why I like Kaguya is because that's very high schooler too. Yeah, is very juvenile high schooler, <laughs> very stupid and sheltered high schooler like these two are, where they're like, I can't confess because if I confess, then I lose, mm-hmm. and so obviously they can't say anything to each other, and so it just becomes this thing where the premise of the show is that they constantly get into mundane situations that could be easily resolved if one of them just said, hey, I like you, and then they wouldn't do stuff like play chicken with <laughs> with messages like, oh, yes, uh, I'm going to post this picture on my line for, I don't know, five minutes. Mm-hmm. And the other one's like, naughty, five minutes. Uh, 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 what can I do? What can I do? And it just becomes death note of romance. And just straight from the first episode, you get, like you get the whole series of them trying to create strategies to like out trick each other and like just mm-hmm. like the uh 
the trope that you hate from Code Geass. You may have outsmarted me, but I outsmarted you're outsmarting. <laughs> it was mar- part of my plan for you to pick or figure out my first plan. But you get that in this very juvenile romance uh, setting, and it's it just heightens up the ridiculousness of everything that's going on. Y- yeah. This the entire thing that Kaguya really needs you to to step into is to know that this is a comedy. Yeah. That that it is a rom com and that we are here fundamentally to see comedy. Because if you go in for the relationship to progress, I feel like you're gonna be disappointed. Because while it does, it doesn't progress at the speed that you might want out of a rom com, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I feel is like where a lot of people have their issues where it's like, Kogi is not moving fast enough. I don't like that. But I'm like, <laughs> it's funny. What, are you, what, what, what is the, I don't understand. But it does with, have a nice pace with this romance. A lot of the antics that they get into, especially when one of them has a talk with the, uh, the sub couple of, mm-hmm. uh, of, what's their names? Uh, oh goodness. I literally think the guy doesn't even have a name. Uh, Let's see. The girl is Kashiwagi. Kashiwagi. Yeah, Kashiwagi. And the guy is... Kashiwagi's boyfriend. Uh, Tsubasa. Oh. Yeah, so Tsubasa and Kashiwagi. They are a fledgling couple, and they come to the student council president and vice president for advice. And... Often, one will hear on the other's conversation to try to get a insight into their strategy and into their their personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in particular, when uh, Miyuki slam does a kabedon, or sorry, kabedown <laughs> against the door, and then Kakia gets flustered as all fuck. And I felt that too. I felt flustered. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine myself in that situation and just waving a fan saying, oh my, the vapors. <laughs> so you do see that, uh, you see why these two have feelings for each other and how they kind of feed into itself. Mm-hmm. I got, and it does lead into some very sweet moments, like when Miyuki is helping out at the at the fun drive and... There's that very nice detail where after she was like counting all the reasons why, to Chica as to why uh, she liked this certain somebody, she just lifts up in her fingers for it to be seven. And I'm like, ah, that's very sweet. Mm-hmm. This is fundamentally a, a sweet show. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to just skip to the end, but the last episode, the... Kaguya can't hear the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that moment where you're kind of just hoping and praying that somebody comes and uh, comes to Kaguya's aid when she's in that alley. Yeah, and then my man <laughs> Miyuki just shows up, and it's just like, are you an angel? <laughs> he's just he's such a lo- he's so lovable. I love this man to such an extreme degree because he is just so. He's such an absolute stupid idiot goofball, <laughs> and he's so dumb, and Kaguya is just as stupid, 
but he is just so sincere and so kind and it's just like yeah i can see why you like miyuki i <laughs> i too i too am a little bit gay for miyuki but that's just that's just you know that's just me and at the same time they both stay immensely relatable like miyuki after the fact was thinking back on everything he said and did it's like god i'm so fucking cringy <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing that's like the fine line between horror and comedy if you look at it in the right light then yes this is very suave very bold very brash and very mm-hmm. like so belongs f- in the trash <laughs> it's like oh it's so cool but then if you look at it in a different light it looks cringy as fuck it looks like something you would see on a on a fucking green text well, that's the thing of it, isn't it? The, 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 mm-hmm. After he's so cool and he has this cringy moment, even Kaguya is like, I don't know how to talk to him. That was too, <laughs> from her perspective, it was too cool. But from him, it's, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Why did I ever do that? I was so dumb. And in that point, the mixed signals make sense because to her, he was too cool to talk to. To him, mm-hmm. he was too lame to talk to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's... <laughs> that's just the fun of this show though is it's constantly the other one mm-hmm. n- not seeing eye to eye to the other person and then trying to manipulate them yeah but they, at the same time they know that the other one likes them yeah but they just don't want to be the one who says it mm-hmm. and it's adorable when you've got this the this is the the season that has the 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 umbrella one right yeah that's that's the that's the show it's I need him to walk with me in the rain. I need her to ask me to walk with her in the rain. And it's just, oh, no, my car's coming to pick me up. Oh, gosh, darn it. I didn't think this through. And, like, all the planning they go into to make it happen, like, uh, Miyuki is like, I'll pretend I forgot my umbrella. That way she'll pull out her umbrella and will ask me to walk under her. That way I win. And then Kaguya, it goes into his whole montage about how Kaguya planted out. He, she like fa- looked up the weather patterns, put an all in her t- car's tire so she couldn't be picked up, and then deliberately <laughs> left her umbrella, looked out at the bike rack before she got to school so that she knew that Miyuki took the train because of the weather, <laughs> and like brought all this up. <laughs> oh, that's the funniest fucking thing I've remembered. When they're both like, uh, it's like a top-down view uh, from the camera looking down on them. And Kaguya says, Shirogane-san, didn't you take the train? And then his face just inflates with that short, sharp breath. (laughs) That part had me fucking busting out laughing. (laughs) There's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing about the show is that... If your humor is in it, then you will be in it. Because just reminiscing about it, I remember the episode where the we talked about it before record the line ID thing, mm-hmm. where she's like, "I planted all these things to get him to want to get a new phone. I did this, and I did this, and I did this. So now we'll have to exchange contact information." He's like, "I got a new phone, and now I want to get." She has to give me her contact information. <laughs> I guess I'll just be like, I'm going to post this cute picture of myself as a kid. And she's like, I want to see the picture. <laughs> and then at the end, it's all, Kage, you have a flip phone. Mm-hmm. 
And she's just like, oh. Like, why didn't she ask me? She didn't ask, ask me my line. I can't give it to her because then I'll look desperate. <laughs> I know. I'll make this embarrassing photo as my profile picture. Oh, it's kind of embarrassing. I think I'll remove it after a while. And, it's, and it's then, such... uh, like, Kaguya puts the blame game on. Like, you're so mean. What am I mean about? I don't know. I do something. See, here's the picture. <laughs> and it's like, it's too late, Miyuki. <laughs> the image has already reached my synapses. <laughs> it's like, I. that's so, so, that is the show. That is the show every, every, almost every single time. And it's so dumb and it's so stupid, but I can't get mm-hmm. enough of it. It's just consistently funny. And that's golden mark for any comedy anime is if every episode can remain funny or at least heartwarming in, like with a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. speaking on that, I want to talk about Chica real quick. I only knew Chica from... Like, memes. Yeah, from memes. Reddit posts and the uh, the Chica dance. And I thought that's that was her whole character. She was just the meme character. She was there to like make cultural references or be the comedic relief. And so I was already pre-geared to dislike her. But mm-hmm. she actually has a good character that matters to the story. And I really liked her. From the first episode, I had my mind changed. Because you have... These two, Kaki and Miyuki, just like staring daggers at each other, and then Chika is oblivious, and is it it it's the tether to like the real world that lets you know how ridiculous this whole situation is. Yeah, Chika is such a um is such a hit or miss character for me personally. Mm-hmm. When I first watched the show, I thought she was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, but. And this is me, a manga reader. But as it goes on, I get annoyed with her. I'm like, please, <laughs> please stop. You're the reason that the plot can't advance sometimes. <laughs> but she is very much a funny character. And she's very adorable. Uh, you know, disregarding the, the the big boobies. Yeah. But she is a very... um. This is the season that had her with the ramen shop, too, yeah. Uh, yes, I yeah, love that. It is, it is, because they're just, this super serious dude is just, hmm, an amateur choice. Nani, she's tying her hair back, <laughs> and she's sipping the soup. She's one of, she could be one of the four legendary ramen generals. <laughs> it's just, she's letting the noodles soak? Oh, that's why she chose super firm, so that she would have time to let them soak. The brilliance <laughs> of it. <laughs> this, this She's drinking down the broth, but it's so much salt. <laughs> Gosh, I just there's so many moments just from this first season alone mm-hmm. that uh that get me really bad. The the Twitter the Twitter episode <laughs> got me got me bad because you're, we're also going over Chico. We also need to talk about Hayasaka. Yeah. Who is Kaguya's um basically her butler slash best friend. Yeah. Real quick, Kaguya is nice and one of my favorites, but Asakawa got it. <laughs> Hi- or Hayasaka got it. 
High Sokka yeah. is my favorite. Oh, yeah. So, uh, eat that up in the, uh, in the Discord chat. You now know who my favorite is. Oh, yeah. Ikea will be thrilled to, <laughs> will be thrilled to realize this. Um, yeah, I, I like, I like her. I think she's got better content down the line, uh, second season and onward. I think she's got a lot more, um, nice. I, I also think she's got a moment that you would like that just happened in the manga fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I like her. I like her a lot. We need to talk about my actual favorite character, though. And that is Ishigami. Ishigami. I, Ishigami is my... He is my a boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is... <laughs> I love him to a degree that it is it is almost illegal to love an anime character. <laughs> because he's just such a stupid he if he wasn't a pretty anime boy, he would be the incel that everybody in the class doesn't talk to and he's kind of already like that anyways. Mm-hmm. But he's just trying so hard and every single time it's just like i want to die i want to go home i just i just i just can't do this i just don't want to do it anymore i'm sorry bye-bye i'm sorry shiragane-san i have to go i need to write my will okay (laughs) just don't die (laughs) but i feel that though for that moment when he complimented chica's hair like uh, Mm -hmm. your hair smells different did you use a new conditioner uh, I don't know. That's creepy. Mm. I'm gonna go home and die. Gosh, that was that 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 took that that's some strong psychic damage. Yeah, that's why it's so hard for guys to give compliments because they don't want to come off as creepy. That is the thing for guys being called a creep is the greatest insult that could ever be inflicted on someone it just digs down at the heart of their character and says ew i mean the thing about that entire situation is it's just ishigami's like i want to be nice Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be i'm gonna say something nice and then it's gross yeah it's it's like his version of where Miyuki is constantly um, going like if she says how cute i'm gonna kill myself (laughs) Kawaii. And he's just, I'm going to die. This is me dying. But he's just, the thing about it is that I get Ishigami so much is that he's just, he wants to outreach. He's just going to be nice and it's going to work out well. And then mm-hmm. it's you. That's creepy. And it's just never again will I ever <laughs> talk to anyone. Because I have those moments all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, the, I think I posted on Twitter is I had this day where one of my coworkers, like she sat next to me at lunch and she said, I really like your hair. She's like, I like that sort of samurai t- style that you're going for. And she, I said, thank you. I grew it myself. <laughs> and she just paused and she didn't say, she just went, hmm, and then started eating. And I was like, I want to die. I want to die. I think I'm funny. I'm hilarious. I want to die. You're like, why do I even bother getting up in the morning if it's going to lead to moments like this? Exactly. I'm like, I'm hilarious. Why doesn't anybody else see it? Why don't I just, just perish? Oh, I guess I need to talk about that uh, since we're on talking about a romance anime now. I, need to, I talked about the uh, cookie cucking at the start of this, uh, the start of the story. Uh, this okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that story. Did I, ever, did I ever tell you about the cookie cuck? No. 
Uh, so anyways, when I was in high school, which is a very, the tying this all together, I liked this girl, but I was also like Miyuki where I could not just confess my feelings. Mm -hmm. I had to make the other person confess. And that kind of doesn't work in this situation if the other person doesn't like you. Yeah. Anyways. So this person was, um, going to a trip and, um, prom was coming up and prom is tomorrow. Tomorrow. (laughs) and so i was like i don't know how to talk to her i want to go to prom with her really bad i don't know what i'm supposed Mm -hmm. to do and i worked at a coffee shop at the time well i didn't work well i kind of i was on and off anyways so i said i am going to write will you go to prom with me on these i'll get it i'll get the person to make me like 16 a bunch of these chocolate oreos it's gonna be really expensive but i'll have it like we'll go prom with me it'll be great you know Mm-hmm. it'll be amazing and i told them that this was the idea and that this was going to happen and uh little did i know was that one person was making the cookies the other person who was a general worker just put the cookies in the box so they put them with the letters facing down and out of order oh and uh so so when i was like have a safe trip enjoy these cookies me thinking <laughs> they're gonna see it and then they'll be like oh how sweet he's thinking of me even away and she got me my favorite treat and he's asking if i want to go to prom it's so amazing he's so sweet kind i'm falling for him every single second mm-hmm. and then it's just like foo, 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 foo. i didn't check the cookies because i trust i just i just didn't Ugh. check the cookies because i'm stupid so uh i give her the cookies and uh she sent me a picture Mm-hmm. while she was uh out there uh, she was like thank you so much for the cookies matt you're so kind i'm sharing them with this guy i met while i was down there and he really likes them too mm. and it was in that moment that i took the hardest psychic damage i'd ever taken in my life mm. you want to talk about like molecular nuclear fallout <laughs> occurred in that in my household that day because i said why do i even try oof and to this day, you know, those moments you have where you not because I even retrospectively, it's not even like I look back on it and say, man, I wish things worked out because now after I got to know her more, I'm like, oh, she was absolutely a garbage person. <laughs> but sometimes at night I think about it and I think about how I bon- how awful that turned out. And I just cringe so hard before I sleep. <laughs> and. And that's maybe why I like this show so much, because I'm over here miyuki and going, <laughs> she's going to see the cookies, and I'll play coy, and it'll all work out well for me. And then I put the cookies upside down and all the letters out of order. <laughs> and I'm just, <laughs> I'm going home to kill myself. <laughs> so that's my story. That's why this connects. This is why this is connecting, is my own coggiest story of trying to outwit the outwitting only for the chica of this other worker coming in <laughs> to ruin it all for me. While we're sharing prom stories, would you like to hear mine? Sure. So it's not as bombastic and miserable as yours is, but still quite damaging. So there was this girl that I was trying to warm up to throughout the entire school year, just like feigning interest in the Hunger Games tr- series and like asking to borrow her books and I read them through so that I could get familiar with them and use them as a talking point and like I would meet her at her locker give it back and ask to borrow the next one thinking that I would start a conversation with her and I never did 
And uh, <laughs> about how how long before prom did you ask or did you use your cookie trick? About a month. I asked this girl to prom the week before. Like two of the day the week before. Oh. I was so stupid. And to add to my misfortune, I did not even ask her directly. I told my English teacher uh, oh. some details about it, and she told her. Ah. <laughs> and then got back to me and said, well, she doesn't want to go to prom, but she will walk with you and uh, uh, as at the uh, stage thing or whatever, I, I guess they do, where like, Couples walk out on stage and down the stairs. It's like some big presentation. Mm. And yeah, we had no coordination. We didn't even talk to each other. We just met up at prom, walked down the stairs, and then she said, I'll be right back. And she went to go hang out with her friends and never talked to me through the rest of the night. <sighs> and that was the first hard lesson I had to never trust anyone and to always keep my secrets to myself. Here's the difference I realize between you and me. Yeah. You don't try <laughs> at all and then just go, what went wrong? <laughs> I, meanwhile, over here... <laughs> literally am trying to play four-dimensional chess mm -hmm. and work everything out, but am too stupid to make the pieces go where I want. <laughs> so then the board just explodes, and I go, <laughs> all a part of my plan, I say with tears rolling down my eyes. I planned for this to happen, guys. Well, I'm a winner. It's not even that I waited until the last, like I procrastinated until the last week and said, oh, I guess I'll try this time. I had no inkling of knowledge that I the smart thing to do would be to ask well ahead in advance or to even have any kind of rapport with the person I'm planning to ask. The whole process is, oh yeah, promise next week. I should get on that. And keep in mind, I was a senior in high school, not like a junior, because you know some problems let juniors and seniors in. This yeah. was supposed to be my prime, and this is the best I could do. I mean, you're in your prime right now, so hey, <laughs> you're being who you want to be. My, that's the prom. My back disagrees. Well, shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to leave this. I'm trying to leave the listeners with a better experience after two cringe <laughs> stories. The better experience is that they're not us. Yeah. Everyone, post your own prom experiences in the Discord. Post your uh, post your failures that make you <laughs> cry at night in the Discord. Because I don't regret my failures, but at the same time, I've done stupider things. <laughs> That's not you thought that was you you thought that that was dumb. We're not even reaching peak stupidity for Matt. Mm-hmm. But that's for another episode. And speaking of uh, episodes, so just off the top of your head, what was your favorite little story in uh, Kaguya? Ooh. I think one of mine in is, obviously Ishigami is one of my favorites, and I love him. 
uh, but he really comes into the his own in the second season. That's where I really start to make he maximum peaks for me. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely love the um, Mi- Miyuki Shirogane wants to show off episode where he's training with Chika on volleyball. Mm-hmm. I love these bits because they come back <laughs> and they're always <laughs> hilarious to me. And there's, I also do like the 20 questions day or game where it's just, Ooh, <laughs> what could it be? And then it's Chica's dog. And then Kaguya just goes, correct. <laughs> so deflated after this intense moment of guessing. I really liked the episode where they're all playing the word game, the forbidden word game. Yeah. And like, a. The two losers have to go and do shopping for uh, for some school project, and Miyuki has this grand plan on making Chika the winner of the game, so that oh no, Kaguya and Miyuki have to go shopping together. What a disaster! And and uh, he gives Chika this word that she would never ever say, but she's played this game before. She knows to change up her language so that she doesn't say a word that other people think she would say. Unfortunately, she starts doing some gangbuster rhymes and <laughs> becomes incredibly incredibly close to saying her forbidden word. Kaguya finally loses and Shirogane is like on his way, like getting into game mode. And it's like, okay. It's time for me to be serious. You lose! What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I kind of hate that bit. Yeah. I hate it when Chica is smug more so than anything else. (laughs) Because it's just, oh, man. I'm just looking through the list of episodes and every single time I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this one. This one was super hilarious. Like the the um, Kaguya not understanding the, uh, mm. the hug and what is it? A kiss or... The first time. Yeah, the first time. <laughs> and there she's just like, why? I, I do it with uh, this and this. And Miyuki and Chika are like, oh my God, this girl a freak. Yeah, when, <laughs> when that was happening, I'm surprised that Chika and Shiragane were not more outrage, like, what the fuck? No, that's wrong. And uh, alternatively, I'm surprised Kaguya wasn't even more embarrassed at the implication, like, once she finds out. I do like how this, uh, like, this plays in later when uh, Kaguya starts to learn more about, uh, like, sexual content mm-hmm. or just more grown-up humor. And is that the... has lately developed at her humor stage where words like penis is funny like goddamn <laughs> hilarious yeah, I love that I love that bit too <laughs> there's so many good bits in this first season mm-hmm. there's so many things that I remember loving like I'm again just going through every single episode and I'm like oh man I remember the <laughs> president can the school board games get more budget? I'll give you a cola. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and the stupid game of concentration where Chico is cheating. <laughs> and they just just roast her alive. 
<sighs> Goodness gracious. Oh, the episode where Kaguya is trying to be best buds with Shirogane's sister. And it's like, I'll be best... Because I've had this fantasy before where I'm trying to infiltrate a relationship and like, we'll be friends and then she'll invite me to dinner and then they'll accept me into their lives and then I'll become even closer to Shirogane. And then Chika comes around like, oh, it's my sis! <laughs> like, failed before you even begin. Oh, man. I absolutely love Kay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shirogane's sister, she's so cute. Absolutely adorable. You know who's the... You know what I absolutely hate? What? I hate when people be coming in this Discord posting lewds of K. Like, mm. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. I don't even want to see it. Well, I don't want to see lewds of any of these characters, really. And somebody who will not be named just decided they were going to post lewds all during this episode of Kaguya-sama crap. Oh. I'm not going to name names, but they know. Yeah, go check lewds. I will go check it out. Because oh, I actually, do not have such reservations. Especially for Kaguya. God damn. Jeez. Oh, they posted them at 8 in the morning, which was like 5 in the morning for them. Okay, yeah, that's cool. What are you doing? God's work, what apparently. I don't think any of this is ordained by any sort of deity. Anyways, I just love this first season so much. And the second season has bits that are just as great. But it slips more into romance in the second season, in my, from what I experienced. And it... um. I really love when the characters actually start to pro- start to progress. Mm-hmm. And if this third season adapts of the manga, what I think it'll adapt just by all the promo art they put, I think it's going to be a really amazing experience. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for it. I love it. I love Kaguya-sama. I did find it personally disappointing how at the very end of the season, it kind of returns to status quo, where mm-hmm. there's a whole misunderstanding of um, Kaguya like lightly tapping the broom handle on Shirogane's shirt and saying, oh, I'm sorry, was that painful? And of course he hears the word painful and equates that to everything he did. It's like, oh, fuck, yeah, it was painful, wasn't it? I'm such a failure. (laughs) And and uh so that takes a lot of what happened in the fireworks part, fireworks brigade, and kind of mutes it. Mm-hmm. But there is that level of progression where these two have gone through this moment, and now their attitude towards each other has drastically changed. They both definitely know that they love each other, but you know they still have this game going on now. They they don't want to confess to each other before because it was a sense of honor. Now it feels like they don't want to confess to each other because, you know, they're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So if that carries on to season two, then I'm going to have a good time. Yeah, I, here's what I can tell you about season two. I think season two does kind of um does kind of get on the track where towards the end it be. There's a lot of stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love everything this show does, everything manga. I have no complaints about it that I can remember. Um, 
but it becomes more character based as the manga goes on as the story progresses and the second season has a lot the second season has a lot of ishigami's background in it mm-hmm. and why he is the person he is and it really kind of showcases miyuki and ishigami's bond and why their friendship and i love that but it also kind of as the story goes on it gives ishigami more focus it introduces this new character um gosh i always forget her name because she's not one of my faves but um why do i always forget her name it is she's she's in every single chapter after that point um miko sorry yeah and miko's adorable and she kind of acts as a um sort of like a, a romance option for Ishigami. It, it's just it's just cute. Yeah. It's just it's just cute. It just gets better and better. It's like it's like a it's like you you throw a snowball down the hill, you're like, dang, that snowball's not very big, but then by the end it's done it's done wiped out that entire German town. They're all dead. You're a murderer. Go around the run. You're gonna go you gotta go run. You go going to jail five hundred years. <laughs> That's a, you got a family to feed. But uh, I love this show. I love it. And as soon as we get done recording, I'm watching the first episode of season three. Nice. Oh, definitely. I mean, love it. The second season is one of my 10 out of 10s. So speaking of 10 out of 10s, do we want to discuss scores? Do you have anything else you want to interject? Uh, I think I've said all I that there is to say for me mm-hmm. for uh, Kagisama. The, the romance in here feels good and genuine. The comedy is consistently good and quite variable given like, given the setting and the premise. They could do a lot with just a little bit. They could turn a childhood game into like a, a an art of war style combat and mm-hmm. make it about uh, like who loves who the most. And the only thing that really keeps this down is that kind of that lack of sense of conclusion at the very mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do give this a full nine out of ten. What, you know, what we need to talk about real quick, though. What's that? Right before we drop a score, uh, how you feel about that OP? I was misled. I was expecting Daddy Daddy Do. <laughs> and I did not get Daddy Daddy do. Yeah, but you got a uh, you got um what is it Love Romantic? Mm-hmm. I really like Art. it. It uh, love I like dramatic, the sorry. I like I like the vibe it gives. I love the imagery of it. Mm-hmm. I I love it. Kind of it kind of paints this show to be more of like a spy thriller. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it paints the show to be um. To be such a uh, to be such a wild like spy sort of show, and then it's just <laughs> it's just I need their phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I absolutely love it. Daddy, Daddy, do is also an absolute slapper. This, this, this artist Mas- Masayuki Suzuki, he just whew, insane. The ED is also good. Yeah, love the ED. Uh, let's talk about the Chica dance because finally seeing the Chica dance in its original glory, um, mm-hmm. I thought it was like interjected in the middle of the show. I had well, I had no context for it. I didn't know what it was, how it would turn around, or how it would come up. But 
god damn, that animation was impressive. Like mm-hmm. for it being either uh, 3D mapped or rotoscoped, uh, mm-hmm. the way that they had like the cloth fabric going on, the way the face stayed mapped to the uh, like the actor's face, it was very good. And I'm surprised that more shows don't use this technology that we clearly have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, personally, the first time I saw the Chica dance, I wasn't really, uh, impressed by it a hundred percent, but then I saw like people cosplaying as Chica do it. And I said, whoever had to do the road, like rotoscope that and like make that dance and like, you know, choreo, like put the choreography together. Mm-hmm. That's impressive because, you know, it's really easy to say that, you know, like imagine in your head, the human body will move this way, the human body will move that way, and it'll be this sort of motion. But then you throw it onto, you know, the screen and it doesn't look that great. Yeah, because so, animation is hard coded to be like exaggerating and human motion is not. Even if you right. rotoscope that, it makes animation look just way too stilted. Right. And that's the that's the problem, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. just your body, your eyes kind of um there's a dis- there's a discussion about the fact that you can what your your eyes will fill in motion for you or something that might mm-hmm. like your brain will see what's going on and it'll say, Okay, so it's gonna go like this and if the human body doesn't go in the way that your brain sort of expects it to, then it goes, ugh, gross. Don't yeah. like it. That's why live action adaptations of manga or anime just don't really work that well because either you don't do it exaggerated like you see in the source material and it feels wrong, or you try to and it just does not hit the level that it needs to be. It's neither good enough for animation and it's too much for life action. It hits that weird, uh, weird middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I do. I drop my little score right now. Well, I thought you did. Ten out of ten. Oh, I. Uh, no, no, I don't give this first season a ten out of ten. I give it a nine point five. Okay. There's just something that feels like missing at the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I finish it and I do kind of want their love to have progressed and seen more romance, you know, elements. And I think season two, while, you know, a lot of people will be like, well, they don't do anything. They don't put wish. What are you talking about? They do have more <laughs> moments where it feels like they're letting their guard down with each other. Yeah. And while season one, it just kind of ends with that one great moment with the fireworks festival, just an absolute peak moment. But at the end, it's like you were saying earlier, it just becomes back to, oh my God, I'm cringe, kill me now. It doesn't feel like they've progressed at all. Mm-hmm. Which can be unsatisfying if you're going in wanting a rom-com that's more rom than com. <laughs> and so I finished it and I felt a little bit emptier than what I would like. I would have liked them to progress more, you know? Mm-hmm. But I still have a lot of fun, so I gave it a nine. And then I said, you know what, this is this is perfection but it's not perfection so i gave it a 9.5 but the second season hits all the right notes for me and it while it may not progress like you know some people really think it should that's okay for me that's fine i'm here to have fun i don't watch anime 
to suffer. Wait, yes, I do. But <laughs> I want to have fun when I watch anime. And Kaguya provides fun, joy, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I think like I give this a nine point five. But in my heart of hearts, it's my it's one of my ten out of ten franchises. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's the thing is that for a lot of long running shows, individual seasons might run like eight out of ten or nine out of ten. But on the whole, with how all the seasons come together, a franchise on its own might have a higher score than some of its parts. And that's just because Mal doesn't uh, have a integration in place to do that, to mm-hmm. rate a whole franchise on its own. Right. And it's one of those things, too, that... um that Kaguya is one of those things that I think gets better and better as it goes on. Mm-hmm. I, you know, again, I finished the first season and I said, I need this manga. And I almost put myself in awkward depth that way. <laughs> because I was like, okay, this says they'll ship it when they get it in stock. That's fine. I said when I had money and a job and then I got laid off and nothing and I was like, <laughs> oh dear, I am in the I am in the red and then right stuff was like, here comes your order. <laughs> and I said, I do I cancel it and eat or do I just suffer? And I said, I think I can suffer a little bit. But yeah, I love it. Love it. This was a good trade. This was a good trade. This was a good trade. And I'm going to watch Kaguya-sama Season 2 uh, probably independently, but it would be really cool if we did an episode on that in preparation hey. for Season 3. Hey. Hey, the content just writes itself. Yeah. And I can't wait I'm... to do another trade yet. Although, as time <laughs> goes on, we have fewer and fewer anime that are not coming between us. Yeah, it's kind of like as you grow up, as you grow up with your with watching more anime, there's less for me to show you. Hey, but we do have all of April mapped out, and May is Mayazaki month, but maybe we could do an Odomel Plus on it, you know? Yeah. Which is this new thing I'm trying to kick off. <laughs> Join Where... our subscription service. <laughs> <laughs> it's only $20 a month gets you a live stream to me sleeping. <laughs> Uh, but nah, we'll, we'll, we could do something on it because I, I really think we'll, I want to talk about it too because I especially want to talk about Ishigami's little mini arc that goes in season two. We'll, we'll do it eventually. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. do it eventually. Yeah. We'll I'm, do it eventually. I'll make a short list of shows that I might think you'll enjoy and then you'll pick one out. Nice. I'm already going through your list. Just going to be like, I want to watch this show. Trade me that show. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like... Right. Then I'll go through like, your list. But you're supposed to do Kaguya-sama's, not? Yeah, I could oh do that. God. You just updated. You just updated your thing on Mao, didn't you? Uh, what was my thing? Fifty seconds, seven seconds ago, it says that you updated your Kaguya-sama. Oh, you added the second season to your. I don't know what's going on, man. I'm not gonna talk anymore. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do anything. I just, I'm just I looking. I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Why? Why? I think that's it for me. This is a good trade. I'm glad we do it. We need to do it more often Mm -hmm. and maybe sort of pick shows that we think the other one will like instead of just just going, you'll hate this show. Have it. (laughs) Take that. That'll show you for thinking you could do an anime podcast, you stupid. 
And speaking of thinking we can do an anime podcast, hey. we have been the Otaka Melancholy Podcast. Hey, again. <laughs> we have been your hosts, Matt and Audrey. Catch us at our website at otakamelancholy.com where you can find our previous episodes and the other streaming sites where we're hosted. You can also find our social media links, Twitter, Instagram, and our Discord, as well as our Patreon. Take it away, Matt! You can go to patreon.com slash otakumelancholy where you can donate for as little as $3 a month to get added content, including extra episodes as well as episodes early when applicable. And you'll get a shout out and you'll also get access to do Patreon Patreon Q&As, which we forget to do a lot. And that's not because we hate you. It's because we're just dumb. And as I said, you'll also get your name shouted out at the end of every episode. Like these people, Anime of the Week, Chris S, Cream Puff Coon, Darth Egg, Jalvin, Ikea Plant, Mellow, and Moe Soda. Thank you guys for supporting. And you know what? Even if you can't support the podcast monetarily, the best support you can do is just listening to us and, I don't know, maybe mailing us a slice of cake. Um, you know, just a slice. Ooh, that would be nice. Cheesecake? That would be nice. I hate cheesecake. Damn, what did it do to you? <laughs> it was nasty, <laughs> is what it did to me. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to this podcast, and thank you for supporting us. It really means a lot. And speaking of people who don't need support, I don't know who this person is, uh, but I hope I'm not quoting someone who's racist or has been uh, (laughs) murdered by the sands of time. But as Eden Abes once said, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just anime and be animated in return. Let's see. Do a quick Google search on Eden Abes. American songwriter. Okay, that's a good bet. Alright, he was a hippie. There's not, not not much I can do. I did good. Good job, Matt. And, uh, uh guess what? This show's over. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs> uh, take care. Uh, uh, gambate.